Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rockingham app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Jumper from three. That one's good. Tyler Perry's first bucket of the night is a three. Day-Day knifes through the lane. Great pass for the throwdown for David Gasson. Or bat back up top. Oh, great steal for Cam. He will drive and stop it. Davis, time winding down. Are they going to get the ball up in time? Clark for the win. Happy Wednesday morning, everybody. It is the Morning Blitz. Glad to be back with you here today on this January the 3rd. Ross Volkmer, Christian Peck Dimmitt with you here. Hope everyone had a great New Year's. Had a fun, safe New Year's. Hope you are getting back into the swing of things. I don't expect anybody to be back into the swing of things for this entire week. I just don't have that expectation, Christian. I don't. So if you're a little rusty today, I'm not going to blame you one bit because we're (laughs) trying to get back in the swing of things. And so hopefully by next Monday, the 8th, we're rolling and ready to go. So that's, Mm. that's my hope as we sit here right now on this day. So we already had some minor technical difficulties with Christian getting on the air, but we got it fixed. It's really funny to watch Christian when he gets flustered because he really does show it. He shows his his, his frustrations. (laughs) Uh, How was your New Year's, Christian? How was it? Did you go to the Redonda Buford household party? I did. I did indeed. How was it? It was good. It was nice. How how Just, in- uh, had some had some chili and uh, there was so, there was some sickness going around the station, uh, so Christina was not there and, and Joel was working. But it was nice. Watched some of the uh, the Packers Vikings game over there. Yeah, good. How, tell you what, how did you like the ensemble of Phil's hunting collection? Because he really does have quite a selection <laughs> there. Phil does. Shout out to Phil Buford. He- yeah. Oh my gosh, Phil is uh, and it's bow hunting too. Yes, it's almost. It's almost 100% bow hunting, and uh, he says he's more into bow fishing now. I guess he's uh, hurt his shoulder or something, so it's uh, the less, uh, you know, less poundage on the drawstring to, to <laughs> bow fish. And wow, yeah, there's a lot. He's got he's got some impressive heads up there. Yes, very impressive stuff. Well, hope everyone had themselves a great uh, New Year's uh, and are kicking off 2024 in, in pretty solid fashion. We have a Full show today. Uh, we've got. We'll talk some of the college football playoff uh, as we didn't get a chance to recap that, but we'll have a chance to get our thoughts on that as Michigan and Washington will meet in the national championship game coming up on Monday, January the eighth. We'll get our thoughts on the semifinals. Christian will update us on our bull pick'em. All I know is that yours truly had a pretty solid end to the bull pick'em. I'd say pretty solid. You did. Um, pretty you solid. Did. 
Uh, which, we'll, is tough, which is good because both of us started oh, pretty poorly. Badly, very badly. So we'll update you there. Uh, we'll touch on Northwest Tech and Colby Community College basketball as both of them return to the hardwood tonight after the Christmas break. Uh, and Christian's Pistons looked like they were going to get it done against the Celtics, didn't, but got it done just a bit later. And so that big weight is off his chest. Uh, as we start the new year, so so we <laughs> will there get. There was so much weight on my chest for that. Yeah. It was. I see it every day in your face whenever we visit on the air. So I'm just saying it, it's now off your chest. So we we've got so much to get into here on a Wednesday show, and a lot to get to in the first segment. And really, no better way to do that than with the front page. Read all about it. Read all about it. The top stories of today. I got the early edition. Hot off the press. It's the front page on the morning blitz. Front page, really. Starting first and foremost, Colby High School basketball right back into action last night. They went to Hoxie and uh, picked up a split. The Lady Indians getting the victory over Colby 51-47, but the Colby boys winning pretty easily over the Indians. Uh, Let's see, late last night, that final score was 56-27. That was the final score there. That is correct. So uh, Christian was there in person providing the coverage. How was uh, those two games last night. Christian, give us your breakdown of it. To be honest, uh, it's more or less what I expected, which was a close and intense and a tight-fought ball game on the girls' side. And no disrespect to the Hoxie boys, but perhaps a slightly less competitive uh, game on the second half of the doubleheader. And that's basically what it stacked up to. Uh, Hoxie was very, very good. I wasn't expecting. I know going in on paper, they have more size than Colby does on the girls' side by a little bit. Not, It's not a huge, you know, hulking margin. Uh, but their length and their quickness with that size was something I maybe wasn't expecting as much. Whenever you have um, big men or big girls that can move, and, you know, especially Emily Bainter was very good with that. And just to be able to uh, cut and and use essentially guard skills to get downhill. And uh, she did a number defensively on Elizabeth Barton as well. I was very impressed with Hoxie. Uh, Colby kind of hung around and fought. And they were perpetually in the rear view throughout this game. It was always kind of three to seven points up in there in their deficit. Uh, Colby did not lead apart from a quick burst in the first quarter in this game, but they were always right there. They were they were hanging around and just uh, got it very close at the end and just couldn't get it done. Um, I hate to be this guy. I'll just mention it quickly. They, they weren't getting the greatest of whistles either. Um, Yancey Walker kind of likes to write that off, um, but he you don't see him get frustrated or emotional on the bench an awful lot he's he'll pace around but he he's not one of the you know he's not yelling out a lot but you you saw that a little bit last night uh some of the frustration mounting uh but regardless they fall there were a lot of opportunities in the fourth uh just couldn't couldn't put the bucket in uh couldn't put the ball in the basket when they needed to what was the biggest i mean you talk about not being able to put the ball in the basket but when you look at these two teams these are two teams that were ranked you know colby i believe ranked 10th in 3a uh and hoxie is a top four team i know at least in 2a they're number four so my question would be what is the difference between these two ranked teams across two different classifications what's the biggest difference between these two teams the game was close so there's can't be that much difference but what was it 
to be honest, there wasn't, you're right, as much as I was expecting. Neither team shot the ball very well from outside. Uh, Colby has done that in the past, which is they, they can get hot from out there. They have good shooters. That's something I'm a little bit worried about is their production from out there. They haven't taken a ton, but they haven't made a ton, obviously, either. And Logan Nolan's had a little bit of a colder start from outside than you would expect from her. Uh, she hit a huge three late, the one that made it a one-possession game that obviously they couldn't finish. Uh, but I think there was, frankly, less difference than I was expecting between a 3A, you know, a very good 3A and a very good 2A school. Um, outside shooting was the difference. Uh, Yancey Walker mentioned that he wants his girls to, he thinks they're a little bit too nice. Uh, he mentioned post game that, you know, their, their parents have done a great job raising them and they're very nice kids, but he needs them to be a little bit more maybe physical and, and mean uh, out on the court. And they, they certainly have a physicality to them, but I think getting better there would, would help. Last night, Josie Kennedy and Emily Boehner, I believe, each had 14 points apiece. Jaylee Holzmeister led the way for Colby with 14 mm -hmm. points um, as Lady Eagles dropped to 6-2. and two. Lady Indians now 7-0. and oh. Look, it's this is a great thing. I, I love this type of thing where you have... This was an old league game, an old-time league game, way before even my time. <laughs> the North, This was an old Northwest Kansas League game between Hoxie and Colby. They used to meet every single year. Now it's kind of one of those deals that's come up on the schedule every now and then. Look, Hoxie's been a great girls basketball program and really a good boys basketball, just a great athletic program, period, for many years. And so this is a great tester for no matter what size of school, smaller or bigger, and it's great to see these teams getting together and playing. And we saw a really good game last night on the girls' side, as expected. And hey, you know what? One team had to win, one team had to lose. You can count that up to playing at home a little bit, an advantage there. You're playing in a smaller gym. Colby plays in one of the biggest arenas in Northwest Kansas, if not the biggest. Don't tell me there's not a depth perception, not saying issue, but there could be an advantage there for the home team because you're playing in a bigger gym. So, uh, and there's more space behind the backboards and all that stuff. That stuff, it plays, it can play a factor. So, especially at this level of basketball. So, I'm not trying to create an excuse for anybody. It's a great win for Hoxie, and I just love seeing these teams get together every now and then because it should be a good game, and it was. On the boys' side, not as close. I think as expected. Hoxie's having a bit of a down year this year. And Colby just continues to get a little bit better and better uh, underneath the first-year head coach. They they absolutely are. And it's a lot of guys, like you said, that, that have room to get a little bit better. Uh, because they're only returning. It's the storyline of this year. You're going to hear it mentioned a lot. They're only returning one starter, and that's Guy Tubbs. And he led the way for him, But... You're having a lot of guys step up around him and give him some auxiliary scoring next to him. And as always, the defense uh, was very impressive. I will say to Hoxie's uh, benefit, they have Kane App who played very well. I was impressed with him. Uh, this is one of the few teams that Colby will play uh, in Hoxie that doesn't have more size than they do. Colby's a pretty small team. And Hoxie even smaller. Listed at 6'1 is Knapp. I think he maybe is closer to 6'2, 6'3. Uh, but that wasn't what impressed me. What was was his guard skills with that size. Uh, anytime you're playing, which Hoxie will do, um, teams that are bigger than them, when your big men can stretch the floor, can move outside, can dribble drive, that gives you a nice dynamic. That being said, uh, it was all Colby most of this way. They started really hot. It was 9 nothing out of the gate, and then really you just never looked back. 
uh, and it was it was all Colby, all Eagles. Everybody crashed the glass. Every starter uh, had at least four boards, and they were led in scoring and rebounding and just about every stat uh, by Guy Tubbs, who had, get this, 19 points. And these are unofficial. I always feel like I have to say that. It's, it's my unofficial scoring here. 19 points, 13 rebounds, four blocks, two steals, including a three. He also hit a three because why not? Um, kid's ridiculous. Uh, he has a couple of plays, I think probably two or three, maybe four, every game that you look and you just say, this kid's a freak. He's, he's on a different level athletically than anything that a lot of teams can throw up against him. Uh, as usual, Jordan Jones was not far behind. He had 18 uh, four boards as well. And it was really one of those games where you get a little bit of contributions from everybody. Eight from Braden Foss, uh, triple from Grant Stevens, five uh, from Max Kersenbrock. And even Coben Curry, one of the JV guys, got in at the end, uh, of course, being a blowout. The last 90 seconds or so, all the JV guys got a little bit of time, and Coben Curry had a nice three-point play the old-fashioned way. Yeah, nice win for Colby. They are now sitting at what I think I think what people would say is a very solid 6-2 and two, uh, as they get ready to go back into 100%. kind of more league play and stuff like that. So very good start for, for Colby. Uh, Hoxie dropping to two and five. Good to hear the name uh, KNAP out there and showing his skills of basketball. I know he's been a really good cross country runner for many years uh, there at Hoxie. Hmm. So good to see him getting it down on the basketball floor as well. So Colby, uh, what who do they play Friday? Are they have Friday off because they play Tuesday? We have Friday off. Actually, we have off, or they have off until next Friday. They're at home against Ulysses. They just had a two week break and then they get. Another Interesting. one, I know Coach Tom Stevens loves uh, his practices, but actually for the first time all season, he told me, no, they're ready to play. I want them to <laughs> be playing in games. Instead of, usually usually he goes, no, I'm looking forward to practice more in the games, but uh, he thinks his kids are kind of uh, gnawing at the bit a little bit here. That's interesting. No games until uh, pretty much, what is that, Friday the 12th? Man, that's a long ways. That's a, mm-hmm. that's enough. So, you had, like you said, yeah, two weeks, and then you said, you got right, two weeks off again. Weird. Uh, but that's the way it goes. Um, that's the way it happens. I want to highlight one quick thing here on the front page. Switching over to high school football, uh, two big things. First and foremost, on the roster. Shy Lynn's Logan McCarty was selected as a member of the West roster for the 51st and upcoming Kansas Shrine Bowl. McCarty, of course, McCarty played at uh, Shy Lynn, six-man football champions this last year. McCarty becoming the first ever six-man football player in the state of Kansas to get to go to the Shrine Bowl. That's pretty darn cool. You are one of one. I always talk about that being so cool. When you're the first to do something, that's history right there. And Shyland's Logan McCarty got that done, being announced to make it to the Shrine Bowl uh, coming up here this summer. I do want to give a tip of the cap to a few other regional athletes. Maybe not so athletes, but you know, guys that uh, I've covered. In my time here uh, that are getting selected to go, Norton's Roman Hauser, Holcomb's Cooper Tishner, Hugoton's Isaac Martin are a few other guys from the GWAC and surrounding area schools that uh, Goodland and Colby play from time to time in multiple sports. And those guys as well were invited to participate in the upcoming 51st Kansas Shrine Bowl game, which is a pretty big deal. Uh, pretty cool. It's hard to make it, especially if you're not an 11-man player and especially if you're usually not on the central or eastern part of the state so to see this many guys get representation from the west is pretty darn cool uh from the way west i might add the way west i guess you could draw a line from hayes north and south and go east uh but it's it's good to see 
Really good to see those guys get the recognition they deserve and to play. And also, tip of the cap to the former host of this show, good friend of mine, Bryce Kessler. He is now the head of the Kansas Shrine Bowl. He was promoted uh, here oh, just wow. a few days ago. And we will have Mr. Kessler on the show hopefully this week. We'll try and get him on the program, get his thoughts on being promoted to be the head of the Kansas Shrine Bowl. So uh, congratulations to Bryce Kessler, good friend. Uh, moving on, college basketball last night. Kansas State getting it done over Chicago State in come-from-behind fashion. They trailed by three at half. They win 62-55. Cam Carter, 19 points uh, on 6 of 16, shooting with a three-pointer. Arthur Kaluma gets a double-double of 14 points in a season-high 13 boards. And David Gasson, uh, 12 points, 9 rebounds, almost a double-double for him as Kansas State gets the come-from-behind win over Chicago State, who, by the way, is a respectable opponent. Let's not forget Chicago State took down Northwestern, a top-25 team in Evanston uh, a few weeks ago. And so Kansas State, to get it done, uh, even if that might have not been pretty, uh, still a win worthwhile because Chicago State has proven to have been kind of a thorn in the side of bigger programs. Kansas State, once again, I go into my point where this team is a good team. It's just not on the same level as previous year's team. It's it's not on the same level. It's it's Captain Obvious statement there. And because of that, that just that that, that means that you just shouldn't have the same type of expectations as Kansas State as you fan as sorry as as fans, you should not have the same type of expectations of what happened last year. If you can make the tournament this year with this team, I think it'd be a really, really, really impressive coaching job by Jerome Tang. And by that, I mean the, the big dance, not the NIT. I think I expect them to make the <laughs> NIT. If they make the dance, I think it might be even, to an extent, a little bit of a surprise. But they're going to be on that bubble, I think, all season long. Uh, as they, they get, I mean, they're 10-3 and in non-conference. That's great. But Big 12 play begins here starting up on Saturday. I, I will say... I'm with you there in terms of it's it's a success on this year to make the tournament. I, I wouldn't be hugely surprised, to be honest. I know you said you would be. Um, I think this team has the ability to get hot down the stretch. And we both know that it's not actually who is the best team or who are the best teams that make the tournament. It's who gets hot at the right times, especially those are the ones that find success late in February and in March. I think this team has the ability to get hot. I think they also have the ability to get very cold, as they did last night. 3 of 14 from outside. Obviously, I did not watch this game. I was a little bit busy uh, with some other basketball at the moment, but we got another Cam Carter experience last night. Tyler Perry uh, did the same. They combined for 7 of 22 from outside. Or from... (laughs) In the game, two they combined for two of eight from outside. Yeah. Even better. I don't want. I don't want to sit here and say I want to re- reword it. I'm not going to say I'm be shocked they make the tournament. I'm going to be a. I'm going to be a little bit more surprised than I guess I thought going into the season if they make it, just because of what they have. I'll be a little bit more surprised. Uh, nonetheless, Kansas State gets Central Florida to open up Big 12 play coming up here on Saturday. So a good stepping stone game. Not that UCF is 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 a bad program or a bad team. They're a good program, good team. But uh, and it's not Kansas or Texas or you know one of the big dogs you got to face out of the gate. So you have a chance to get off on the right foot. That's for sure. I want to give a shout out as well to Colorado State, the 13th ranked Rams. They win 76-68 last night. Christian's boy is it Patrick Cartier. Is that your boy? Pat Cartier. Yep. Pat Cartier, yep. 21 points. He was an old, uh, Hillsdale player. That's right. Uh, 21 points for him on 8-12 shooting last night. Uh, I got I got something for you. 
Um, Isaiah Stevens became the third Ram active on this roster right now to have 2,000 career points. He joins Pat and Joel Scott, both of whom, uh, Cartier and Scott, who did most of their damage to that 2K in Division Two. I think it's very impressive for Stevens to join them there. Two things about this Colorado State team that are cool. Isaiah Stevens is a guy who's been around a long time. Uh, I believe he's an Omaha guy. So he's kind of from the region. He's from the Midwest. So he's he's a local guy. And to see Colorado State and Nico Medved, the head coach, go out and get Division Two guys after they've gotten their their careers going down there and to bring them up to the Division One level and to see those guys having success is really, really cool to see. Also, by the way, when you watch Colorado State play, they kind of look like a high school basketball team because they kind of have these body <laughs> figures out there that, that look like football players. Like They, they look like multi-sport guys. You're absolutely There's some right. guys out on the floor, you're like, that guy should be playing football. Look at those broad shoulders. My goodness. Uh, but hey, I think it, they're good. I think it makes them super fun to watch. If it's, it's very indicative of the way they play defense, which is very intensely. Um, and you know I love a good, intense defensive team. <laughs> they're, they're pretty fun to watch. And because they're in the Mountain West, they actually don't have another ranked team on their schedule. Uh, so not saying they're going to win out and, you know, have one loss all year. Um, but... It bodes well for the CSU fans uh, to kind of look down the stretch here and say, we've essentially got our ticket punched already. Shout out to Colorado State. They're predicted to be a four seed in the tournament. And shout out to the Mountain West Conference. Five teams, five teams have been selected or are currently in the tournament bracket right now. Five from the Mm -hmm. Mountain West. Good for them. Good for them. Great for them to see that kind of love. And by the way, New Mexico last night was really good. They were a good basketball team. They gave Colorado State all they wanted there inside Moby Arena. Um, by the way, yeah, what? one more thought, thought I, on that here, Christian? Sorry, I go ahead. I do have to throw out there, I, I know I'm going to counteract what I just said. They have no ranked teams left on the schedule, but they do have teams like New Mexico State. Um, the second, They are the second team or the second conference uh, highest in the country right now in terms of winning percentage. Uh, for their teams top to bottom. So they certainly have a difficult schedule, just none of the – they don't have the Big 12 uh, is what I mean right. to say. They don't Not have the what, what the Cats will have. Understandable. Uh, one more quick thing before we get to break. Nebraska takes on Indiana tonight. That's the only regional college team on the hardwood. Uh, the Huskers 11-2. and uh, Indiana, I think, is 10-2, and uh, but 2-0 and in Big 10 play. So – uh, tough night tonight, or I should, I should say, should expect a very hard-fought game between both teams trying to get off to better starts or solid starts in Big Ten Conference play tonight. Nebraska hosting Indiana. That game tips off late, seven or sorry, eight Central, seven Mountain time. Uh, if you want to watch it, it'll be on the Big Ten Network. All right, there you go, the front page and segment one in the books. Talking once again, Colby Hoops, K State Hoops, a little bit of Colorado State, and of course the Kansas Shrine Bowl uh, as well. Uh, let's get to a break. When we come back, it had to be a great weekend for Christian Pickton. Not only did his Pistons end that long and dreadful losing streak, but his Michigan Wolverines found a way to make it to the College Football Playoff National Championship. We'll get our thoughts on those semifinal games, which were very, very entertaining on New Year's Day. Uh, we will get to that coming up next. You're listening to a Wednesday morning edition. Glad you're with us on the Morning Blitz. <laughs> 